The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. The fan is the college football voice of the South. So let's go on campus. Presented by Subaru of Gwinnett on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Or shop online at SubaruofGwinnett.com. Let's start though with Dick Vitale, 83 years old. He uh, told SI that CBS Sports Chairman Sean McManus recently did ask him to call one or two NCAA tournament games. Uh, He politely declined, saying, look, I'm 83 now. I started my career television-wise with ESPN. I'm going to end it with ESPN. That's all I want on my resume. 44 years he's been there going back to 1979. You're of a certain age like me. I know that you remember Dick Vitale calling NBA games when they used to be on ESPN when, like, early 80s, it wasn't quite the same product it is today. I remember Dick Vitale coaching the University of Detroit Titans back in the day. I remember when he left the University of Detroit and went to coach the Pistons. They were playing at the Pontiac Silverdome. And then, of course, I remember that transition to television. Can't remember if it was the Missouri game or the Alabama game this year, but Dickie V did make one appearance at Thompson Bowling and Arena in Knoxville, uh, which is always great. As far as the eye can see. It's great. Yeah. uh, so, yeah, I mean, he's a fixture. This time of year is all about uh, Dick Vitale. I think it's a great gesture by the folks there at uh, CBS. But uh, Dickie V knows where his bread is buttered. And, uh, well, you're going to be seeing a lot of him over the next few weeks. Now, he did also say that in the past, like 10 or and 20 years ago, uh, ESPN, when he was working there, CBS said, we would like you to call some games. But at the time, ESPN blocked him from doing that, which is such an antiquated way of thinking now. You know, in the old days in this business, if somebody got fired, oh, you can't bring up that name. Pretend like he never existed here because he may go work with the competition. There is so much, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? There is so much uh, crossover with other networks now that you can do this as a one or two time deal and it's not going to hurt anybody's feelings. Well, look at all the different platforms. Cross-pollinization. I think that's the the term I was looking for. Look at all the different platforms that the NCAA tournament is on right now. It's not just CBS. Mm -hmm. CBS, TNT, etc. He's on CBS. We'll be ruined here in Bristol. I mean, again, that's the way people used to think. I think, and I've been in this business 26 years. It's a constantly moving target, and we're constantly recalibrating. And there was a day when this was very caller-oriented, caller-driven, and, mm-hmm. and that day is, is not anymore, but, but it could come back. And there was right. a day when, no, somebody goes to work for the other station or could work for the other station. They're, they're persona non grata. Now it's like, oh, come on, let, we're going to pretend that John Kincaid didn't exist in this Ooh. market. Are you crazy? Who's that? So, yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Nick. You're, you're absolutely right. We just look at things differently, and if that's going to be enough to sink your ship, mentioning someone else who's on another station, 
maybe you want to look in-house and maybe start doing some things a little bit differently. Now, Vital has called the Final Four for ESPN's international feed. He will do so again this year. So still affiliated with the Final Four, just not with the official call, if you will, uh, via CBS. Uh, as announced last fall, the NCAA tournament will mark Jim Nance's 32nd and final appearance. So this is it for him when it comes to the Final Four in the national championship game. And some advice that he has been given. And if Domino was here right now, he would go crazy. Cherish every minute. Our friend, our leader, our mortar. The guy, I feel, that keeps this whole thing going. This whole thing together has done it so eloquently and masterfully and respectfully for so long. It's crazy. It's still surreal that it's come to an end. Um, that's what the aforementioned Sean McManus from CBS Sports had to say about Jim Nance. 32 years would go back to 1990-91 era Duke and UNLV time frame. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Long time ago. And this thing has just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. Remember they used to play the finals at on-campus sites in on-campus basketball arenas. I believe the final four that Georgia played in in 83 at the pit in Albuquerque was the last Final Four that was actually held at an on-campus venue. I think the next year they went to the Kingdom in Seattle, and it's been big stadiums yeah. ever since. But when this NC thing State just got... beat uh, Houston, that was yeah, that was in the pit. Correct. Jim Delvano running around looking for somebody to hug. Who did Georgia lose to? Did they, they lose to NC State? They did. Who's they the did. fourth team in that Final Four? Houston, NC State, Georgia, and who? Uh, if memory serves me correct... Was it Syracuse? May have been. Who was the fourth team in the 83 Final Four? I know that Georgia lost to NC State in the Final Four that year. Bill Self, Kansas is the defending champ. He will not be coaching for the remainder of the Big 12 tournament. Didn't coach Kansas in their victory over West Virginia yesterday. Now, the reports started to come in that he had a heart attack. Then Kansas said, no, he didn't have a heart attack. But he had an emergency routine standard procedure, which, again, is kind of an oxymoron. All I know is uh, he is not going to be there for the rest of the tournament. We'll see if he coaches in the other tournament beyond just the Big 12. As of right now, assistant coach Norm Roberts is the head coach. Now, it's an emergency situation, and like I said, they're trying to downplay it, but there's nothing standard about that, right? It sounds like he may have had a blockage of some sort that they had to work through. Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. During the Super Bowl season of 98... Dan Reeves did not actually have a heart attack, but it was a preemptive move. The bypass surgery, correct? And Rich Brooks took over yes. as the interim head coach. Reeves came back later, and of course the Falcons beating Minnesota in the NFC Championship game and going to their first ever Super Bowl. And I got very worried. We were up there in Minnesota for that NFC Championship game. At one point, Dwayne Rudd, the Vikings linebacker, gave the throat-slash-gesture to the Falcons' sideline. Reeves went crazy. We're thinking, oh, no, you should not be going crazy like this. Uh, Road Dog, what do you got for us? Just some housekeeping here. Georgia lost to North Carolina in that Final uh, Four, and the other matchup was Virginia-NC State. So we got the wrong Final Four. But they did play NC State. I thought in the Final Four, but I guess I'm wrong. I guess you're wrong. You got the Carolinas mixed up. Wait a minute. So Houston, NC State, Georgia, and who? In 83. Who's the fourth team? Was North Carolina the fourth team? Was Virginia the fourth team? No, no, no. You, you, I'm sorry. You were right. Georgia and NC State, and then the other two were Louisville, Houston. Okay, I was wow. going to say. Oh. Way off. Okay. You confused me there. I had to keep scrolling. 
Yeah. All right. There you go. Louisville. We got to the bottom of it. Now, Louisville was on a... Form, in a convoluted way. Louisville was on a great run then. I'm like, now. Live radio, folks. National championships in 80 and 86, and then that final four appearance in 83. Denny Crum was the coach in yeah, those days. I could have swore I remembered watching Georgia lose to NC State. It's okay. Sorry. Well, you ask a question. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's batting a thousand. You want me to ask him to leave, or I'll just castigate you at the end of the program, off the air. I will scream at you. By the way, Adam, say this uh, can never happen again. How much longer is Stegman Coliseum going to be standing? <laughs> We've talked about this. <laughs> if we had our druthers, we'd rip it down, but uh, we don't have our druthers right now. Sooner or later, like we've talked about this week, one of those chunks, heaven forbid, is going to fall from seemingly the heavens and hit somebody in the head and seriously injure somebody. Then look, you're really going to have a problem. Look, they've made upgrades and they've renovated and renovated, but that building has been around as long as I have. Doesn't that just scream... This is a football school, and basketball is not really that yeah. important. No question. There's no question. And so how are you going to turn a basketball program around when that's the perception? They can't even bring in recruits into that building right now. Well, that's, that's not what their head coach is saying. Mike White is saying we've never lost a recruit because of Stagman. Well, you haven't been there all that long. Give it some time. They were 12-4 and four at home this year. I'll give them that. Yeah, there's a, there's a presence there. But like you said, if you really want to be considered a serious contender, um, I think you need a, a serious upgrade. It's Patrick, hard to go asking for money, though, too, after you ended the way you did this season. That's true. Uh, for a new uh, venue. That's true. And it's not like men or women's basketball is a big revenue generator for that school. It's just not. Football, football, football. Uh, Patrick Ewing generated some revenue as a player at Georgetown, we know. But Patrick Ewing, not so much as a head coach. Um, he is gone, being fired from his alma mater after six years. They went uh, seven and twenty-five this year, two and eighteen in Big East play. So now here we go. The guy coaching at Iona, Rick Pitino. The rumor is he could be a potential head coach at two Big East teams. The competition is there: Georgetown and St. John's. Let's see. Where do I go? Bring back the tradition of the Hoyas, or go to the city. The ice cream man cometh. Remember when he said Iona, that was his final job? Yeah. He started winning at Iona. Then the FBI cleared me. I got nothing on my record. It's been expunged, if you will. So now I am ready to coach in the big conference again. First, and there's nothing you can do about it, Westy, Cellini, or anybody else. You can't stop me. The first Tennessee basketball game I ever saw at Stokely Athletic Center, Louis Carnesecca and St. John's came in there. And those were the glory days. I heard they paid him in pasta. Is that true? That's a possibility. In wine. Yeah. Could have been. But yeah, seeing Louis in Knoxville at St. John's when they were still known as the Red Men, those were the days. All through the 80s and the 90s, mm-hmm. St. John's, Georgetown. That's Remember Big Monday? That oh, yeah. was appointment television. But again, now with the expansion, the realignment, I don't even know who's in the Big East right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm not really sure either. But I know a storm could be coming. Never mind the red storm. The Patino storm could be coming. I got red, you know. I used to coach at Louisville. I still got some of those uh, red and white suits. Those combinations will work for St. John's as well. So after winning seven of his final ten games, then being eliminated in the second round of the ACC tournament by Pitt, Josh Pasner made his pitch yesterday. He said, I believe an NCAA tournament berth will get done if he's allowed to return for his eighth season. I think he's coming back because of the way they closed out the season, and I, I'm not sure with everything that happened 
with the football program, they can afford to let him go. I, I think he's going to get another chance. They, I don't know how many people like to hear that, but I think that's going to happen. If you count the opening night win over Florida State, they won six out of their last eight games before losing to Pittsburgh. They were down by double digits to Pittsburgh early, rallied in the game, but came up a bit short. Pastner shortened his rotation, went with a small lineup to get all the best shooters on the floor at the end of the year, and it worked. Yeah, I think he did enough at the end, if you're looking at it in that vacuum, to say, okay, you bring him back. At least that's the spin. You don't have to talk about financially what's going on. That's the spin you can put on it. Right, that's glass half full. Mm -hmm. Here's glass half empty. They have one of the, unlike Georgia, they have one of the best on-campus basketball arenas in the country. The campus pavilion can stand yeah. with any building that I've been in, and I've been in a lot of them. It's been around, you know. They averaged 4,500 fans a game, Nick, in the ACC. You remember when the Thriller Dome used to sell out every for night for a decade, yeah. for now, a dozen years? I mean... You talk about a place that had an atmosphere because they won. Then when they stopped winning, it didn't have an atmosphere. You just had the PA system where you couldn't yeah. understand anybody. It was like being on a New York subway. The Hawks played there when they first came to Atlanta. And then had to play there again when they knocked down the Omni and they were building Phillips Arena. Yep. They played the Pistons. They eliminated the Pistons in the NBA playoffs. I was there inside the Thriller Dome, as it was known at the time. And then they had, a, they had a renovation prior to the Centennial Olympic Games and called it the McDonald's Center because it was the venue for Olympic boxing. Remember that? Uh, I do remember that, yeah. Get some, some fries in there, some McDonald's fries as well. So now all that's left of the Thriller Dome is the dome mm -hmm. over that building. But the rest of that place completely gutted. Rebuild from the ground up. It's a spectacular arena, but you have 4,000 people a night there to see ACC basketball. That's you, uh, embarrassing. You are uh, off topic. You just triggered a thought in my brain, and I promise we'll get back to what Nick Saban had to say. Um, you brought up McDonald's. The other day, um, I d really didn't have time to go anywhere, and I have not had fast food in a long time, and I went through McDonald's, the drive-thru, and I got my son something before his baseball game, and I got myself a filet of fish and fries. Now, I've never done hardcore drugs, but I can only imagine... When I tasted the fries and the fish sandwich, I can only imagine that's what a, uh, a drug addict feels like when he, after being away for a while, goes back and, and gets that high again. Oh, it's so good. I miss this so much. Now, you eat pretty clean, though. I try, how, try to. How soon did you start feeling sick? Um, how soon did your body start well, rejecting that? It, probably like an hour later. Yeah. But the problem is then I, I really think, and I think this has been documented, right? There, there's something in those foods, those fast foods, that you become addicted to. You crave it. Because for two days now since, that's all I could think about is McDonald's. I haven't gone back yet, but I'm, I'm definitely thinking about the fries. Now, it is Lent. They are selling a lot of the fish sandwiches. John Cougar brought up McDonald's right after his heart attack mm -hmm. 20 years ago or so. He said, before I had my heart attack, I thought eating healthy was the fish sandwich right. at McDonald's. It's not. No, it's deep fried. That's not healthy. No, not quite. It's fish, but you know what I mean. Um, you're going to talk about Kennesaw State being there 
in a day in the life of Westy in about 25 minutes from now. We know the turnaround. We also know that this is what you do, all things considered, with preseason coaches' polls. They predicted the Owls would finish eighth in the A-Sun this year. They're going to find out on Sunday who they're going to be playing after winning the regular season and the tournament in the A-Sun. Well, there's a lot of speculation that they're going to be a 16-seed coach. Uh, Abdul Rahim saying that I'm hoping for a 14, maybe 13 if they like us a lot. But here's a telling sign. Even after what took place at the KSU Convocation Center on Sunday afternoon, and I was there, we'll talk about that coming up. Liberty has a net ranking of 43. Kennesaw State's net ranking, 113. So not a lot of love, not a lot of respect was gained or garnered. I'll have to look at Liberty's non-conference schedule. I'm guessing it was a little bit tougher. Coach Abdul Rahim is trying to build a program here. Although they did go play San Diego State. They played Indiana. I was kind of shocked to see that discrepancy in the net ranking. Not really surprised that Liberty is ahead, but ahead by 70 places. That's where we're at. I think they're 15 or 16. Uh, Nick Saban says this is where we're at when it comes to NIL. He thinks that you should just like the NFL pay the players now. He says name, image, and likeness was not supposed to be me going to give a speech to raise money from alumni so we can get enough money in our collective so we can pay players. That's not what it was supposed to be. Now, he still had the number one 20 recruiting class, according to 24-7 Sports. But um, all week long, he was on the uh, Stephen A. Smith podcast, and we're hearing different things that he had to say on this podcast, the latest being this when it comes to NIL. Certainly, Coach Saban knows a lot more about the workings behind the curtain of name, image, and likeness. But if he doesn't go to the alumni and the boosters, who is? They're not just going to go into their pockets themselves. They need some encouragement. They need to be prodded. And there is no finer person to offer encouragement or prod the alum and the big money boosters than Nick Saban. I'm not sure. Maybe... Obviously, Coach knows something I don't know here, but how else is that going to get done, Nick? If Todd Day doesn't say something to the Ohio State alums and boosters and money people, how is that going to get done? They're just not going to do it voluntarily or maybe not do it as much or in in, in the right amount if they're not prodded. Here's what I think. I think you take this with a grain of salt because every time Nick Saban has complained about something, he's adjusted and he's continued to win now. Um, that being said, Bruce Feldman from uh, CBS Sports and The Athletic put together uh, a poll with college coaches asking who is the better coach as of right now, Kirby or Nick Saban. I got to say, uh, as of late, you know, you want to talk about from a historical perspective? Yeah, Nick Saban is one more, but, but right now it's Kirby. I mean, with what he has done in the history of the college football playoff, the short history, no one's done what he's done. And some of the numbers are just beyond absurd that have come out on Twitter. 47 years old, two SEC titles, five SEC East championships, two national championships. Um, Think about this. Um, Jonathan Williams tweets this. If Georgia has at least five players taken in this year's draft, Kirby Smart will reach a total of 50 players during his first seven years as a coach. It took Saban nine years to reach the 50 mark. took Dabo 10. So you're talking about producing and developing over and over and over again like nobody else in college football. Like it or not, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. 
I think that Coach Smart is in the discussion with Nick Saban right now. From a historical standpoint, doing it over a length of time, obviously he's not there yet because he just hasn't been doing it as long. That's the only reason. In the same place. But he's in the discussion now, which begs the question, does Georgia win a need to win another championship under Kirby Smart to be considered a dynasty, or are they already there? Certainly they're standing on the edge of it at the very least. Well, if they went three in a row, you're talking about the first time in modern football, and I'm talking about since the, the college football playoff and the Power Five, that has ever happened. So for that reason. That would be phenomenal. I'm not saying they got to win three in a row for them to be considered a dynasty, like like officially a dynasty in my head. Three in four years, three in five years. That gets it done too. But I think they need one more. And I think with the way things are going right now, eventually, if not this year, eventually, that is uh, going to happen. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. 